You are listening to the Power and Pros podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros podcast. I want to start off this podcast by giving a huge shout out to all the cool kids that are tuned into the Pros and Praise Pages newsletter. It has been one year since we've been in community together via the Pros and Praise Pages and I'm just extremely thankful. It started off with a week-long devotional that I did, which is available on powerandpros.com. You can download it as a PDF, Um, but it started off with me just wanting to do a devotional, people, and I wrote a five-day devotional called Power and Preparation, and I wanted to complete it with my community. I was super scared. I was so nervous, and I was like, who am I to have a Devo? You know what I'm saying? And we did prayer calls every morning, and it was super dope, and then after that, I want us to talk all the time. And so um, each and every newsletter, True to Form, has a mini, I guess, kind of Devo in it. I share a scripture and a couple of thoughts about it. I do a gratitude moment where I just share something super small, easy, simple that I'm grateful for. Last week, it was my skin because, okay, my skin has been popping, y'all. Have y'all been seeing it? Have y'all been seeing it? Please don't play me right now. My skin has been popping. Um, And then I have a creator's note in each and every newsletter as well just to kind of um, give more encouragement, share more about what I'm doing. And then of course, let you know a little bit about what the next episode is going to be about. So that way you are plugged in. I also share writing prompts each newsletter. Um, if I have guests on the show, you get a bit more about them. I'm done giveaways. My newsletter community was the first people to see the website and get a sneak peek. And so, yeah, we've been through a lot together. And I just want to say thank you. It's been a whole year. And I was like, who's going to give me their emails? And I got a few of y'all. I'll be tap, 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 in. So shout out to y'all. Thankful for you. And I'm excited for this next year, this evolution of the newsletter, how we're going to continue to devote and consecrate ourselves together and just to continue to learn more about each other. So again, shout out to y'all. If you have not plugged in already, you can do so via the link in the show notes. The pros and praise pages newsletter only goes out every other week. So I don't bombard you. I don't be doing too much in your inbox, but it's just a little bit of additional encouragement outside of the episodes. So I know it's some Potter stands in here. Like I know it is some Harry Potter stands in here. Where y'all at? Where y'all at? I'm a Harry Potter fan, honey. I read all the books growing up. I've seen all the movies. Actually, um, Thanksgiving, I just did another Harry Potter marathon, and I watched all the movies in two days. Come on. If you are familiar, I'm House of Ravenclaw, period. Get with it. Gryffindors, I respect y'all, but it's House of Ravenclaw all day. And Harry Potter, especially this last time watching, helped me to realize something that I want to share with you guys. So first, as always, we're going to get into the power punch of the week and then we'll get into it. How has God been speaking with you lately? I want you to think about that. How has he been speaking with you? His voice doesn't change, but he may shift how he wants to communicate and being plugged into how he wants to communicate with you is so important. Take the time to realize where is he showing up? Where do you feel a divine shift or movement, a calling? Is it in song lately where it used to be just when you're reading your Bible? Is it when you're talking to fellow believers about the word? Well, before you used to be only comfortable sharing those things within yourself. Just realize when is he talking to you? 
How is he talking to you? And if it's a familiar thing, if it's a familiar thing, check in and see. God wants to get specific with us. He knows us every fiber of our being. And that's how we connect with him. That's how we get tuned in. That's how we get divine downloads. That's how we'll get all of our goals accomplished this year. That's how we'll get additional things that we didn't even think of for goals. He'll be able to guide us in the direction that we need to go in. But you get the understanding of the guidance once you understand the language of the the guide. So check in and see how is God talking to you in this season. Now, in the Harry Potter universe, there is magic. And thanks to magic, there's things like a cloak of invisibility that can exist. A cloak of invisibility allows you to not be seen when worn. And sometimes we feel we have a cloak of invisibility. Like no matter what we do or who we are, we're not enough. And if you have been a believer for any amount of time, I'm sure you have heard at least one message about a spiritual type of invisibility, usually referred to as obscurity. And obscurity means being unknown, really. It's being unknown and or um, not as important. And I've heard messages about obscurity mention how the covering is on purpose for a purpose, that God will use these seasons that seem unimportant to develop our character. But I'm like, development to me, right? When I initially hear stuff like that, development does not equal covering or covering doesn't equal development. I'm like, okay, well, how am I, how am I learning to fight out there? You know what I'm saying? You got to put me out there. You got to let me try. You got to let me do my best. And so that's how I view it. And so I wanted to take a little bit of a deeper dive and I looked up the meaning of the word cloak. So I was reading I did a devotion on my devotional landing me in first Kings. And so I saw this word cloak and I thought about Harry Potter. And so I looked up the meaning of the word cloak based on its use in first Kings 1913. Shout out to all the <laughs> in first Kings 1913 using the blue letter Bible app. So quick aside, this is not sponsored, but the blue letter Bible app, I feel like I've mentioned it maybe on a podcast before, but it was like forever ago. It is an app is again, blue letter Bible app. I have an iPhone, so I downloaded it via um, Apple Apps (laughs) um, space, but I'm sure that you can get it on Android as well. But you can pull up a scripture, any scripture, the whole Bible's there. You click on individual words, and you'll be able to see the original language of the word and its meaning. So it has the Hebrew, the Greek, like, you know what I'm saying? And I think that because different words can be used for the same, same word in different ways, different contexts, all of that stuff... I just want to click in and learn more about it. And so as I clicked on the word cloak, as is used in 1 Kings 19.13, cloak in Hebrew is adoreth, that's the word, meaning glory, splendor, magnificence, cloak, or garment. So with my knowledge that cloak means glory or garment, I took that and went back to 1 Kings 19.13. And I was reading in the Amplified version. I've been chilling in Amplified this whole year so far. Um, so yeah, but that it reads when Elijah heard the sound, he wrapped his face in his mantle or cloak and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave and behold, a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here? Elijah. Now what's happening here is Elijah's in his goat season. Like it's giving LeBron 
James. In 1 Kings 17, he raises a widow's son from the dead by pleading to God. In 1 Kings 18, he calls fire down from heaven. He proclaims rain after three years of no rain. He supernaturally ran 20 miles. Like when I say he is having a moment right now. Like it's very, very apparent that such a God is on him. It's very apparent. He has to walk by faith to make these things happen. To even say, yo, it's going to fire going to come down based off what I say, based off the God I serve. That's faith all day, period. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the moment that we find Elijah in. And for example, you'll see first Kings 1846. It says, then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, giving him supernatural strength. He geared up his loins and outran Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel, nearly 20 miles. What? So Elijah's in his prime and he doing his thing. And we read and see evidence that God's hand was on him and we know that because of what i just read first kings eighteen forty six. it says the hand of the lord came upon elijah so we know that god is on him he see all the work that he doing god is walking with him he's not doing this stuff out of his own strength and even being able to run 20 miles and i'll go a king who's on a chariot and a horse like huh like you know what i'm saying it's like apparent because we don't just be doing stuff like that and so we see that Elijah's in his prime, okay? So why is his whole posture different in 1 Kings 19? It's completely different. And I would say it is because Elijah forgot who was Lord. He let his circumstance be bigger than God's proven power. His proven power. We see proven power. He just proved that the Lord is God in chapter 18. Elijah's story it's only a couple of chapters. And so I advise you guys to go to first Kings 17 and read through at least to 19 because I, I really found it um, inspiring. But he just proved that the Lord is God in chapter 18. The Israelites were worshiping Baal instead of the Lord. Elijah was like, yo, you call on your God. And if he burns this wood, then he's really God. And he really bowed it. And they called and no fire came. They were cutting themselves up. They were doing all type of things as according to their custom and nothing happen Elijah on the other hand set up an altar wood wet the wood build a trench around the wood and then he called to God and was like show these people that you really really about it and fire consumed the altar that's what happened Elijah's faith in God made that happen and now after all that the folk was saying that Bob was God died those people died because it just, it, that was the custom. It was like, yo, y'all was some false prophets. Y'all was doing whatever y'all wanted to do. And I just proved to y'all, y'all was wrong. And now y'all gotta go. Cause y'all are literally infecting the land with negativity. And so they did child. And we read in chapter 1846 that after all that, the Lord's hand or the Lord's power was on Elijah. And it was because of that, that he was able to run on foot 20 miles faster than the king who rode on the chariot. And when he ran, it says he tucked his mantle or his cloak into his belt, or it, it really, my version said, um, he geared it up his loins. But if you read in like the ERV, it says he put his mantle or his cloak into his belt. So this is the first time that we see the word mantle or cloak, right? This is the first time we see it. And 
it's because of the Lord's power being on him. Again, cloak means glory, splendor, or magnificence. Are y'all following me? So he was doing all this great stuff. After he did all these things because of his faith, we get introduced to him having a mantle now with him. And with that mantle or, or with that cloak, or with that glory, he's able to do things that other people can't do. That's where we find Elijah, okay? And so after the false prophets of Baal die, Elijah now gets a death threat. The queen of Israel is like, may the gods punish me severely if I don't kill you. And after hearing that, Elijah took his cloak of glory and ran, child. <laughs> like, he literally ran. So reading this plainly, it makes sense that he ran. Like, somebody trying to kill me? I'm gone. I'm out. But when I was reading it, I couldn't help but reread that the queen said, may the gods punish me if I don't kill you. And when she says God, she's referring to Baal. She believes in Baal, the same Baal that Elijah just proved in the chapter before doesn't exist. He just proved to all. It was like hundreds of people. And he just, he let them have a time to call on Baal, see if it was some fire that was going to come down. It didn't come down. He calls on God, the Lord, the one and only, and things move. They happen because of his language, because of his voice, because of his mouth, because of his faith. The queen of Israel gets mad. And then she calls on the, the very God. She's like, yo, this is going to happen to me if I don't let something happen to you. He should have laughed at her. He should be like, girl, let me tell you how Baal don't do nothing for y'all because he don't exist. He's not God for real. That's not what happens, though. What happens is the death threat comes. He gets scared and he ran. He started praying out of fear and not faith. He didn't take care of his body or his mind. This man wasn't eating nothing, even though he knew the truth. and He had the glory, the hand, the mark of God on him. And unfortunately, we can relate to this. We can relate to having a win, being on fire for God. You may have shared with other people. You could post something on your story. You shared a sermon or a podcast with somebody. You tuned in to Power and Pros. You know what I'm saying? You're doing all the things. You're doing your devotionals in the morning. You praying. You fasting. You know what I'm saying? You're not doing stuff you used to do. It is the beginning of January. We are going after our goals. We thought about last year, the things we didn't want to do. And we're like, nope, this is what I'm doing. You heard a word. You obeyed. And you could physically feel God's glory on you. You could physically feel the cloak on your life. And then something happens and you get scared. You get bad news. Something doesn't turn out like you thought it would. People that you hope will believe in you don't. And just like that, all the glory that you had tucked away to do glorious things fades away. How does that happen? How does that happen? And the reason that I started diving into this would be, was because of 1 Kings 19.13. When Elijah heard the sound, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And behold, a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? He still had his cloak. That's what made me dive into this. I was like, okay, this dude ran. He's not eating. He had to take a whole nap. An angel had to come at him and be like, wake up and eat. <laughs> like It was all this stuff that was going on. And when he was trying to hear from God, 
even though he ran away, he was far away. He wasn't walking in faith anymore. He actually asked God like, yo, just kill me. Cause it's not worth it no more. I don't want to do this no more. Just end it. He still had his cloak. He still had his glory though. He was afraid though. He was alone though. He wasn't producing at the same pace as he was before. He still had God's glory on him. When we find ourselves in undesirable situations, y'all, when we run away, when we cry, when we feel stupid for trying because now everyone can see this stupid cloak on us and it didn't work out. When everybody can see that we stuck our necks out there on the line and it didn't work out. When everybody can see us, when we're on the front line of walking by faith and it doesn't work out, it's not worked out just yet. We feel real dumb. We're like, wow, I'm supposed to have the mark of God on me. I'm supposed to have some glory on me. I don't feel it. I don't see it. And people can see me. I look crazy. God, this, what's the point of doing this anymore? And in reality, the cloak, which again means glory, was given to you to wear no matter where you find yourself. It was given to you to remind you that no matter if you're in a season on top of the mountain or faced with opposition, who you are is given to you to remind you that God's hand is on you, that God's hand is on you. It's a marker of that. You don't need anything else. If everything else seem like it's not flowing, seem like it's not going, all you got to do is remember you're a cloak. And you geared that thing up, you tuck it in your belt and you move forward and you'll find that you're doing things that you didn't think you could do. All you have to do is not give up. That's all that you have to do. And what I love is that Elijah proves that no matter how far we run, God's hand can't be removed. And we hear that in Romans 8.39. We hear it in Romans 8. 39. And so I just wanted to come on and kind of share that because it kind of blew my mind that he had his cloak still. That cloak even means glory. So the powerful tool for this week is how to keep your glory top of mind. Because just like Elijah, we get some opposition after doing some great stuff. God could have done some stuff that people have never seen before, that you've never seen before, done the impossible for you, answered your prayer. And literally right after that, we run. Right after that, we stop being obedient. Right after that, we put our faith to the side and we forget that his hand is on us. We forget our glory. And so I want to share based on Elijah's life, how we can keep our glory type of mind. First thing you got to do is eat physically and spiritually. This boy ran off, took a nap and was like, just kill me. <laughs> like he didn't eat. And there was a journey still up ahead. The calling was still on his life. He had still places to go, things to do. He heard another word from God. And when an angel encountered him, what he had to do was eat. The angel was like, if you don't eat, you're not going to have the strength that you need for the journey. And maybe some of y'all eat them real good. You eat too good. Spiritually, we have to eat. We have to get in our word. We have to have time of consecration. When we turn our phone on, do not disturb. And we just have a moment. We have to read the book. And then I like reading even, I've been reading um, other books that are written by people of faith. You know what I'm saying? I can dive into, get some practical tips on how to apply some things. And so 
even that is good, but we have to eat physically and spiritually or the journey that's ahead for us this year, 2022, like there are going to be some things that we encounter and for our faith to be on 10, for us to remember, even when faced with opposition, the glory that we have, the cloak that we have, we're going to have to be fed for the journey. The second thing, go to God, have a conversation. I didn't read this part, but as Elijah was in the cave and you hear that, that question of like, Elijah, why are you here? He responds and he talks to God. He's not like, oh, father God in heaven, if you could just please, he's like, listen, bro, I'll listen to you. And it didn't work. Mugs want to kill me out here. And I don't really have time for that right now. Like he had a conversation. And I think that sometimes we forget that that's all prayer is. It's the conversation. It's you being willing to go to God and say what's up. Say what's on your heart. Say what's on your mind. Say what you're scared of. Say where you feel like he got you messed up at. That's all that it is. And so for us to remember the glory that we have, we have to be willing to tell God that we forgot, that we don't remember, that it seems like he has us all the way messed up. And what happens when we do that is he reminds us because he gave it to us. He wants you to walk freely and openly in it. And so have a conversation with God. The third thing, wrap yourself up in him. It says that Elijah wrapped his cloak around his face and then went to the entrance of the cave. And that is the mark. After you have your conversation, you can't stay locked up in your prayer closet forever, right? You can't just be reading your Bible all day and all night. Like, they ain't, they ain't gonna get it. We gotta do something, right? And so for us to do something, you don't just go out and do it. If you go out and try to do stuff without God, you're gonna forget your cloak again. You'll forget your glory again. Your fear will outdo your faith again. You won't remember the, why you're even out there in the first place again. You'll be easily influenced again. So you have to wrap yourself in his glory, not what you can do, not your accolades, not the past and how he showed up, the current glory that you have today, right here, right now. You have to wrap yourself up in that. And Ephesians 6, 11 mentions the full armor of God. Every time we do something, we have to be wrapped in him from head to toe. It's so very important. So that's the third thing. The fourth thing is to go out and stand. Elijah wrapped himself up in his cloak. He went to the entrance of that cave. He's like, yo, I didn't ran up in here because you, you really have messed up. You got me out here looking crazy. So I'm going to try to trust you, but I'm going to stand out. I'm going to stand out. And you have to go out and stand. You have to move. You can't stay where you are. You have to expect change. But you move standing firm on the word of God. So he had his conversation. He wrapped himself up in what God said. And then he moved out based on what God said. Not just on what he wanted to do, what other people are doing, what you did last time you was in a jam. That might not work this time. It might not save you this time. We have to keep our glory top of mind. Our glory keeps us grounded. It can keep us... Um, uh, holy, but humble, holy, humble. <laughs> I don't know how I'm trying to say that, but like, you know where your divinity comes from and you know that you got something on you, you humble, you know what I'm saying? But then you also are just tuned in. You can hear what you're supposed to be doing. I had to pray this morning. Like, okay, where are we going? Like, I know you want me to do something and I know that this year is going to be my best year yet claiming it point blank period. But what do you, what do you want me to do? Like, what are we doing? And I feel like, 
even though I'm asking that question, I'm fully aware that there's glory on me to do the thing that I'm going to hear that I need to do. And so once I hear it, I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to be like, okay, cool. I got an answer. Let's move. Let's go. And I can stand on the word that I got. Okay. So we have to remember our glory and keep it top of mind. And there are plenty of moments, even in Elijah's miracles, his dope moments, when he was alone in a place of obscurity, seemingly unknown, seemingly downgraded, just like us. Moments of what's happening right now, just like us, just like Jesus. And during those times, we have to remember the glory we have and whose glory we have. Obscurity, those moments when we to the side, when we seem unknown, when we're not sure if things are going to pop off, they're not meant to punish us. It's meant to develop us, truly. And when we wrap ourselves in God's glory and stand on what he says, it gets easier and easier to take those steps. And as you're developed, as you're, you're remaining faithful during those times, when it's time for you to call down some fire in front of people, like hundreds of people, you'll be able to do it. And my prayer for all of us is that then if we meet a little opposition, we got our own queen of Israel trying to trying to talk, you know what I'm saying? You trying to talk, talk, talk. They won't be wanting to post up because we'll have our cloak on. We'll have our glory on and we'll know who sent us. That is my prayer for us, that we know who sent us. We understand the why. Even when we don't understand the why, we trust enough. We have faith enough to move. If you love this episode, be sure to tag me on IG. Let's talk about it in the DMs at Power and Pros Podcast. I love connecting with y'all after you listen to the episodes. Um, and this one was a bit intimidating for me. I had to read a little bit. I was really struggling with the whole obscurity thing. Cause I'm like, no, like I want to, I don't want to look stupid in front of people. Like let's start there. Right. Which I think that's what God be trying to save us from is like, okay, if you learn the lessons I'm trying to get you to learn in obscurity, then when it's time for you to shine, you'll shine. So it's like, I'm, I'm getting on board, but I really had to read through Elijah's story to get it, to get what the cloak really means. Um, and so if you love this episode, I want to talk to y'all about it, see how you're feeling. Be sure that you hit your girl up on Instagram. Also, subscribe to my bi-weekly newsletter to gain additional revelations. The Pros and Praise pages has been going on for a year, and there's more in store. You don't want to miss out. Be sure to hit that link in the show notes. All sponsorship opportunities can be sent to powerandpros at gmail.com, all potential partners. Be sure that you hit me up there. I would love to connect with you. And be sure to share this episode with a friend rate and review the show let me know how you're feeling i am excited every time i get to share with you guys new revelations that i'm getting i don't have this thing all the way figured out but i love sharing with you guys along the way be sure to remember to profess your power remember your glory and there's power in prose bye